want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. In a world where there's probably a million ways to start a podcast, I have to find a better way to do it than saying, What's up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. It is Friday. It is summer. Is it technically summer? I think it is technically summer. It's summer. We're in the summer months. It is exciting. Thank you once again for joining me here on High Pod. I'm Dad.com. You may have found me there. May have found me at any streaming service. We're everywhere. I appreciate it. I got Lucas in the background. Lucas with the lid off. We are hanging out, doing our thing. And yeah, I want to thank you guys too, before we even begin, not just for tuning in, not just for subscribing and all that stuff, but uh, this has been a great week. We did really well in terms of, um, I don't know if you say viral or whatever, but we had two really well-received posts in the last two weeks, kind of blowing up, as they say on Facebook, which is exciting. I love when we have posts like that um, happening in this proximity, because it also tells me that we're writing about things and talking about things that are out there that other people can relate to. And it's funny, whenever I talk to somebody who does writing or writes a personal narrative, I always say that it's the things that you write about that you might feel a little uneasy about where you're like, is this, is this really going to hit? Because I don't, I don't read a lot about this. And one of them, the one from two weeks ago I had written about was when Lucas has a meltdown, my son, again, if you're tuning in for the first time, he's nonverbal, he has autism, he's 12 years old, he has meltdowns and we spend so much time focusing on how to fix these meltdowns? How do we stop these meltdowns? That we don't really talk about how I get it. I understand his frustration and I, in many ways, sympathize with him for what he goes through. Um, and I think sometimes as parents, we turn it too much on ourselves and look what I'm dealing with. Oh my God, how do you, how do, you do it with your kid? How do you raise your kid? And it's like, well, how does he do it? How does he live in a world like this? So overwhelmed sometimes. It makes me feel feel bad for him in those cases. That's why I'm there. That's why I help him. Uh, not because I'm, I'm stuck or it's my obligation, but because, I don't know, if there was another kid going through something like that, you'd want to help them too. You don't want anybody to really be upset. So that's what that one was about. And that's something that I wrote, having not read a lot of things similar to it, and it resonated. And that, I don't know, that made me smile. That made me happy. We had a had a good few weeks. So thank you. Thank you for sharing it with people, subscribing. It's highblogomdad.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find, you can find me on Instagram. Hi, James Gutman. Hi, Twitter. Uh, no, hi, James Gutman on Twitter. But don't, don't go to Twitter. Twitter's not fun. Uh, all over the place. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time uh, to check it out. It means a lot to me. This has been a good week, too. My kids are back. I've talked about this before, about how my life almost feels like... Um, I don't duel, like a dual life. When they're not here, I'm just kind of me. You know, I do my thing. Not a lot of obligations. There's work, obviously. There's places to go, things to do, things to buy. But nothing is really pressing or pertinent. When these kids come back to me um, every week, I have them for half the week, the whole house changes. Hey, I'm talking about how the house changes. About you. About you. Yeah. It's exciting. What you hear right now in the background, that's the soundtrack of my life. But not just him. My daughter as well. She's... You know, upstairs in a room, she comes out, we make food, we watch TV, we order stuff, we have fun, we go out. She has lessons up to Wazoo. She's going here today, she's going there today. 
It's weird when my kids aren't here because I don't really get to interact much with Lucas. He doesn't text. He doesn't call. But I do attempt to text with my daughter, which is anybody who has a 15-year-old daughter like I do, you guys get it. You guys get what I'm about to say. Some of these text messages with my daughter have gotten ridiculously difficult. I was telling her this the other day, and I even told her, I said, I'm going to talk about you on the podcast. Because as you guys know, I have to get um, approval from her. And this is my own, my own doing. Before writing about her, posting a picture about her, I try not to use her name. All these things that I do, because she has 15. I never want my blog or anything that I write about to be an embarrassment for her, a source of embarrassment. I want one day when I'm long and gone for the things that I wrote to you know, live past me so she can go back and see those things. But in terms of what I'm doing now, currently, I never want it to be something that, you know, embarrasses her. Same thing with Lucas, too. People don't, they don't really think about it. But my son, again, nonverbal, he has autism. He's not going to complain about anything. So I have to make the judgment call about what to talk about, what not to, not to talk about. And there are certain privacy things with him and things that I think to myself, if I was him, would I want this to be said? And then I don't do it. So privacy is a big deal for me. So all that being true, I told her, I said, look, podcast is a different story. I could just tell stories about you. It don't matter. She goes, no one will care about it. Well, we'll see. We'll see if nobody cares about it. And you know what? Honestly, between, between me and you, and don't tell her I said this because sometimes her head gets a little, little too big. I wish I could do a lot of these talking about my daughter, whether it's writing or whether it's sharing things about her. And I've intermixed into all these sometimes podcasts and blogs uh, where I talk about how great she is because I don't get a chance to do that. And sometimes I... I want to make sure people realize that. They realize that I do have two kids. I've written about that before. I love them both equally in, in a way that's surprisingly uh, legitimate. You know, like sometimes people say, I love both my kids equally, but favor one over the other. And I'll be honest, I totally get it. And I can see how that could be. But I have such different relationships with both my kids because they're so different. The things that I do with Lucas, the things that I do with Olivia, um, it's just completely different from one another. So it allows me to really see them as these separate entities that have this place in my heart that's equal, you know? So you talk to people. I talk to people who think that she might be my favorite or he might be my favorite. It's right down the middle, but it's unfortunate. I don't get to write about her uh, and share stories about her as much as I wish I could, but I've talked about it. I'm a girl dad, right? My daughter is, you know, female and I am a guy. I grew up uh, in a house, mostly men, did mostly manly stuff. I never played with dolls and things like that. Uh, I never did hair. I never did dress up or any of that until she came along. And then all of a sudden now I was, I was the only one she would let do her hair when she was little. I used to, I still bring that up to her now. I'd be like, how's your hair? I'm like, remember it was only me that could do your hair. She's like, yes, I remember that. She was like five, six years old. Wouldn't let anybody touch it. I had this whole system with this like frizzies that I would spray on it and then mousse and I would scrunch up the mousse. I'm doing it with my hands right now and scrunch it up in her curly hair. And it was great. Uh, Things like that. We did activities. We cooked. We did all sorts of, of stuff that you would imagine you would do with a daughter. Stuff that I never even imagined before she was born. I didn't know before I had a girl. I'm like, how am I going to do this? What am I? How am I going to raise a little girl? And I don't know. <laughs> I think we did a good job at. It. I was worried. I'm like, am I going to? Am I going to only do boyish things? Make her tomboyish? But we found there's really a balance with with your kids. They take a little bit from you. You take a little bit from them. Yeah. And now being the dad of a 15-year-old, which blows my mind because I have vivid memories of myself at 15. If you're listening to this and I knew you back in high school, you might have some vivid memories of me at 15. And for that, I apologize. But there is a world of things that we remember when they're 10, right? 
you're like, well, I remember 10, but you kind of do. It's like a hazy fifth grade. I, I remember you know, Hulk Hogan fought Randy Savage, like things like that. You remember like random. But when it comes to, like 15, 16, you're like, oh, my God, 15, 16. This happened. That happened. That's when we, you know, we stole the, the raccoon. We threw it in the water, whatever you did. There's always these these memories. So now having her be that age, being able in some ways to remember the things I was going through then, being able to ask her about those things now, being able to kind of bridge that communication, opening those doors, um, letting her know that I'm here for her, which is important. When she was little, I had made a deal with her. I've talked about this a long time ago. I haven't talked about it in a while. But when she was little, I came to her. I say little, I'm talking like maybe nine, 10. I said, listen, I'll make a deal with you. From this point on in your life, anything you ever do that you're in trouble for, if you come to me first and tell me before anybody else does, before I find out from anywhere else, I'm like, you won't be in trouble for it. There might be consequences. You might have to you know, fix something or apologize, things like that with other people. But I won't be mad at you if you come to me first. And she was like, okay. And I remember thinking to myself, uh, was that, that may have been a mistake. Because all of a sudden I started thinking about it, like what, what are the things that she might come to me with? And I couldn't really think of one example where... I would feel the need to have to explode or whatever after her coming to me first. I kind of felt to myself, you know what? No, that is a good deal. Because no matter how bad it is, if she trusts me enough to come to me, you know, before I find out from a teacher or whatever, you know, a law enforcement officer, I don't know how bad it's going to get. Um, I don't know. It means a lot. It shows me that I did the right thing. It shows me that we have a good relationship. So it's important. So we've always had that deal. We talk a lot. She tells me things. She tells me sometimes too many things. I'm like, okay. And just kind of smile. And ugh. She tells me stuff in person when we talk one-on-one. Texting with my daughter is difficult. All day I get IDK. How was school? IDK. I go, how is it IDK? How do you not know how school was? You were there. IDK. Do you want to have some pizza? No. Everything okay? Yeah. These are my texts back and forth for my daughter. Unless... Unless she needs me to buy her something or pay for something, in which case it becomes poetry. It becomes Shakespeare. It's formatting and paragraphs. My dearest father, I hope my communique finds you in good spirits. On this, the seventh month of the Lord's year, father, my computer screen hath cracked. As you know, I value education. Please assist me in repairing it and bringing back education to my happy heart. Thank you, father. I bid you adieu. That's pretty much it. That's my, those are my texts from her. Then I write back to her. I'm like, you could send me this. For your computer screen, but you can't tell me how school was? And she writes back, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Just who she is, man. And there's also, and I'm going to give you guys this too, and this is one of the reasons why I don't write about it. It's easier to talk about it sometimes. It's important, I think, to remember what 15 is. You know, there's definitely times where I want to knock her attitude, not physically knock her. <laughs> her attitude, but kind of like knock her attitude back on track. You know, kids get, can be a little like snide. And you want to get upset and you want to like make sure she realizes that she's being rude or whatever. And I do that. I, I definitely do. But there are times where you don't want to, you don't want to overdo it. It's possible to overdo it. Sometimes we as parents will get upset about something and we'll be like, what am I dealing with? Why is she acting like this? The next thing you know, you're in this loop of like everything she does. Hey, and another thing, and don't and you, you put your shoes on wrong, you know, all that's, and you start getting really upset and it just ruins everything. So what I try to do is I try to find the balance. I try to correct the issues when they come up, like one word texts, like we laugh about it. We go back and forth, but there are times where I come to her, I go, Hey, from this point on, don't do that today. Write back to me for real. I'll write to her. I'll be like, you have to write back to me real. You tell her to do that. It doesn't become a daily issue because at the end of the day, she's 15. 
she doesn't might not want to be texting with her dad. She talks to me in person. That's cool. Maybe she's not a big texter to me. I get it. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I don't want her to be rude, but at the same time, I have to remember what it was like when I was that age. Of course, we had no texting when I was that age. We had what we had beepers, pagers, one four three nine one one eight seven one nine three five six seven eight. I had a friend. He used to text with this girl and they would text each other codes with numbers where they would then have to find the letters on the phone and guess what the letters matched on the numbers. And this would be the whole night. Like we'd just be, oh, dude, are we going to go We're gonna go out or what are we doing? Yeah, hold on. I'm just writing back to her. Writing back to her. What do you mean writing back to her? Like she's writing him like, you know, stories with numbers. I was like, this is the war. This has got to be a better system. And there was. It's called putting a phone in your pocket. So good to go. Exciting stuff. 15 looks very different today. And that does it for me. Guys, I want to thank you for joining me once again on the podcast. Lukey, say bye. He's waving. You can't see him. Thank you guys. Come over. Come over. Come over. Come over. Say goodbye. Say something. Can you go? Ah, can you giggle or something? Can you giggle or something? Just waving. But you know what? That's a goodbye from Lucas. That's a goodbye from me. And that's a goodbye from High Pot. I'm Dad. We'll be back next Friday with a brand new edition. I'll be back on Monday. Be back on Wednesday with brand new blogs. Until next time, James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, Pot. I'm Dad.